Hey guys, it's Brianna, and you're listening to Oh Brother, Your Favorite Big Brother Podcast, and I am back with Sophia again. Thank you so much for having me, Brianna. I'm so happy to be back. Of course, of course. Um, We have a shorter episode uh, today because we're just covering episodes seven and eight, because last week was a little bit of a supersized episode, but still a lot has happened, and I'm really sad about it, so I think we should just get started. (laughs) We're going to start off on like a more positive note, though. Somewhat Big Brother related. Sophia, I don't think I've told you this yet, but I mentioned on one of my last podcasts that I do some live streams on TV Co. And another person who does live streams on TV Co. is Kevin from Big Brother 19. He does weekly live streams. And so I think they're Tuesdays at 9 if anyone cares to check them out. Well, I have been joining in on his live streams to watch And I love Kevin. Sophia loves Kevin. We're both like Boston girls. So whenever we saw Kevin go into the Big Brother house, we were super excited because like Kevin's awesome and like he's from Boston. So I was watching one of his most recent live streams and he's very interactive with like his people who watch him. And he said something about Fenway. So I wrote, OMG, Kevin, I'm going to Fenway on Friday. And he was like, no way, Brie, where are you from? Like, you're from Boston, and he started, like, talking to me. And you can give people awards on TV Co., like, if they watch your live streams, if you're verified. So he can give out awards. He And he was like, he's like, hold on, guys. You guys are going to be mad, but I got to do this. I know I don't give out this award often. He gave me the goat. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And he was like, he was like, Brie, I got to do it. I don't know what to say. My Boston girl. Something like that. So now whenever I join his live streams, he's like, Brie, what's up? Like, he'll, like, call me out by name. Oh, my goodness. He gave me another award during one of them, like, Miss Congeniality or something like that. But, like, he's too funny. And that just made my day. I love a good Kevin. And he gives, like, all his funny stories. He He was talking about how, like, he never used to cook. But then when he got inside the Big Brother house, he had to start cooking. And, like, the only thing he really knows how to make is eggs. He's like, maybe I'll do a live stream, guys, where I show you how I make my eggs. I was like, oh okay, Kevin, whatever you say. He was also mm-hmm. giving us some, like, Big Brother secrets. He was saying how, like, when people were on slop, he would try to sneak them cookies and stuff. And, like, like when they were have-nots, he would try to sneak them cookies. Or he'd, like, like s- some people would do, like, the fridge eat where they'd, like, pretend they were going in the fridge to get, like, water or something. They'd stick their head in there and eat food. Uh, <gasps> But he's really funny. I thought I should mention that. Yeah, I, oh my gosh, I always loved Kevin that season. I was so happy. Not, I mean, not that he, he was okay at the game. Yeah. But I was so yeah, happy that far. he made it to top four just mm-hmm. because I got to watch him more and mm-hmm. learn more about him. My mom and I went to a meet and greet that he hosted. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was he had Thanksgiving dinner. It was at a function hall. It was actually a pretty formal event. I mean, tickets were somewhat pricey, but it was for a great cause, so I didn't even care. It was uh, it was Kevin, Ramsey's, Josh, Jason. It was <laughs> it was so much fun. But Kevin was such a nice guy. I was like, oh my goodness, I want to be your best friend. That's super cool. So funny. So I just thought I would just shout that out. If you guys are not already on TV Co, I try to do live streams after the first after the eviction episodes. Um, and sometimes I do random ones throughout the week. So if you want to join in, or even if you just want to hang out with Kevin, totally fine by me. It's a fun time and he'll probably talk to you during his live streams and call you out. So I highly suggest you download the app. 
All right. Now that that is out of the way, I guess we should move on to the worst two episodes of the season, in my opinion, because they made me really sad. Okay. So episode seven begins. I think this is when Jess finds out that Bella was the snitch. And she gets really upset. But my my thing was like, she had to have known it was Bella because it couldn't have been Kemi because Jack nominated both Kemi and Jess knowing they were in this alliance. So it couldn't have been Kemi. And then out of Bella and Nicole, who really is closer with that side of the house? Just socially, obviously it's Bella. Like, I don't know why she was so shocked when Nicole told her that. Yeah, I think she should have been cautious about bringing Bella into the mix just to begin mm-hmm. with. I yeah. mean, coulda, shoulda, woulda, that's twenty twenty hindsight. But I, I don't know why she was shocked. I don't know why she was confused. I yeah, agree. I agree. I feel like just by, like, doing some deductive reasoning, and, like, that's what this whole game is about, like, paying attention to who's friends with who and, like, make making that connection that, okay – I was up on the block with one other person who was a part of this alliance, so it can't be that person who ratted. And, like, out of Nicole and Bella, who do you really think is the one who went and told the guys, considering Bella's literally in a showmance with one of them? Yeah, I think, I mean, it's it's tough to say because sometimes I think production can edit things to their advantage, and who knows? We're not in the house 24-7, but realistically, from what we see, it looks like Nicole is a, a whole lot more team Jessica than yep. Bella. Agreed. So Jess really wants to get back at Bella for that. And Kemi is pissed at Jack for a good reason. Um, I feel like Kemi didn't really do anything to Jack. The only reasoning he had to put her up was because she was a part of this like Black Widow's alliance. And he totally could have put up Nicole, but he didn't. Yeah, I think Nicole, I mean, Kemi rather, I think Kemi does come on a lot stronger than Nicole. Mm -hmm. And maybe Jack is still subconsciously angry about when Chrissy was HOH and Kemi came up and said, I don't like this person, you should put up this person. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Kemi, I love you, but you were stepping your bounds a little bit there. Yeah. So maybe from that, she just gave off the the strong personality vibe. Mm -hmm. Jack probably felt intimidated. Also, from what I've been hearing from the feeds, supposedly there's been, like, quite a few racist comments made by Jack and Jackson. I think they're comments that, like, they probably don't realize are really bad to be saying when there's cameras on you 24-7. But there could also be some racial bias going on in the house. I mean, considering the first two people evicted were also people of color, it is something to think about. Um a lot of people are upset with CBS because they keep casting these people that are like extremely racist and also just in general bullies to other people in the house. Like they've made some really um, like off-putting comments about Jess and like how she's plus size and stuff, which isn't cool. And a lot of people are getting upset. I I understand when people get upset with the fact that what's happening in the live feeds is not being portrayed on screen. So, like, if you're somebody who only watches the TV episodes, like, the episodes on TV, you probably think that, like, Jack is a badass competitor and, like, he's not so bad. But when you watch him on the feeds and you hear some of the stuff he's saying, you're wondering why production isn't airing it and they're, like, kind of protecting him. 
when in seasons past, like uh, season 15 with like Aaron and Gina Marie, they just put up a disclaimer saying like, these are not the views of CBS. And they still showed that stuff because I think it is important, even if the person doesn't realize their bias, like to show it so that other people can learn from it. I don't know. It is a tough situation for CBS to be put in, but I also don't think the right move is to try to protect the people who are making really horrible comments about other people in the house and trying to make them look like the good guy on screen. Yeah, I mean, season 15 was before my time, so I can't really speak to that. But, and I don't watch the feeds, I read what people are saying. Yeah, I do the same. Just to get an idea of what's going on. And from what I have heard, there have been some pretty controversial things. I, I haven't looked too deep into what has been said. I mean, realistically, from a racial perspective, it looks pretty bad. Kim yeah. Kovac looks pretty bad right now. But I don't think it's all racial bias. Now, no. maybe that exists in the house. But realistically, David was a threat. I don't to... think David was a threat. You don't think so? No. How would they know? He was only in the house for like 12 hours or He something. looks pretty strong. I guess so. But like, if you're going by that, why wouldn't you put? Like Jack and Camp come back, and if he was trying to, Jack. and he was trying to, if he was trying to get David out, why did he put David out there with the old guy, Jess, who doesn't seem like a very big competitor, and um, who else was out there? Ovi, was Ovi in? Yeah, a uh... banished first. I don't know. It just seemed weird that like he targeted David so quick. I don't know. It did seem weird, but I feel like. I I feel like physically Jackson, Mickey, and David look pretty on par. Yeah, I guess so. so. I think Jackson probably saw that as a threat. He was vibing pretty well with Jack, so mm-hmm. he wanted to keep him. Maybe. And then Ovi, I mean, Ovi just kind of got the, the bad wild card. Also, I don't think Ovi is a very good competitor. Um, He doesn't really know how to play Big Brother, it seems like. He has made a lot of poor decisions in the game. So speaking of camp comeback, I don't want to see Ovi come back in the house. I'd rather see David come back. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see Kemi come back, but I still would rather see David just because we didn't see much of him. And he also seems like he has the entire house figured out. Oh, yeah. I mean, Ovi seems like a sweetheart. I'd love to be mm-hmm. his best friend outside of the house. And I think he really wants to be there, which is why a piece of me does want to see him come back. However, David knows David has figured everything out. Yeah, definitely. And I do think he seems like he could compete, so I'd love to see him come back. For sure. So Bella is troublesome right now because she seems like she wants to be in alliance with everyone, but she also can't keep her mouth shut and constantly tells people in the house about everything that's going on. Typically, she's telling her alliance about things, but we see, and we'll get to it a little bit later, that she also rats out her own alliance to other people in the house. Um, So Bella clearly is the snitch of the game. And I initially liked her, but I don't anymore. I feel like she's kind of a rat. Yeah, I agree. I mean, when blowing up her own game. Oh, definitely. When Bella said on her sort of profile that her favorite house (laughs) guest was Bella Wang, who won season 22, I said, wow, I love this girl. Mm Mm-hmm. 
and she's kind of been i mean she's been at the right place at the right in the right place at the right time so many times Mm -hmm. i mean she's always one to find out all this information and like alliances fall into her lap all the time exactly and i mean she i'd say she was in a really good position but she's got to close her mouth yeah she's making some really really bad decisions with the information that she gets like I almost want to compare her to Tyler in a sense where Tyler would get information and alliances that fell in his lap and he would keep his mouth shut. Mm -hmm. And like when it sort of seemed like maybe like something was going to come out about an alliance that he knew about, then he would decide what to do with that information so that if someone found out he was a part of some other alliance, it wouldn't bite him in the ass. Whereas Bella will get information or she'll get pulled into some alliance like for example the all girls alliance that she was a part of and she will immediately get nervous that like her other alliance is going to find out so she goes and tells them and it's kind of like a two-way street where like of course they're going to find out if you're the one telling them for one and two like you have to assume that the people in that are pulled into that alliance are not going to go and just tell anyone else initially. And if they do, you can always talk your way out of a situation. But if you're the one who spills the tea on it, then, like, that's not helping your game whatsoever. When I was watching Bella, I did think of Tyler because Mm -hmm. things were just handed to Bella. Things were just handed to Tyler. And Tyler was definitely a likable guy, so I have no doubt that that worked in his favor. Definitely. However, he was just smarter with the information that he obtained, and Bella's just killing herself. Yeah, she really is. Um, so then Kemi pulls Jack aside just to sort of, I guess, chat with him since he was the one who put her up on the block. And Jack tells her he didn't want to blindside her and backdoor her, which I actually kind of did appreciate from Jack. Like, he was like, I wanted to be straight up with you and, like, give you a chance to, like, play in veto or whatever. And I didn't want to blindside you and, like, backdoor you. However, we know the only reason he really did that was because of Camp Comeback. You can't really backdoor somebody if they continue to live in the house. So he really did it for his own game and not for her. But he tried to spin it and say to her that, like, it was for her own benefit. And then we get the quote from Bella uh, for, from Kemi where she said something about how she's not she's not the backstabbing type. She'll spin you right around and slit your throat instead. Oh goodness. And I was like, oh my god, I love this girl. She's so freaking funny. And I'm not even the stab you in the back kind of person. I'm trying to like spin you right around and slit that throat. <gasps> Don't air that. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Um, her diary room like little entries make me laugh because she's like she'll say one thing to somebody in, in the house and then it will cut to her in the dr being like yeah right bitch <laughs> yeah i definitely kemi i think if i knew kemi in real life i'd want to stay on her good side mm-hmm. she i love her i mean she definitely has an attitude she definitely has sass and it makes for great tv unfortunately i think she just i mean i don't know if she's been playing the best game I go back to Camp Comeback when she didn't even make an effort to yeah. talk to Mickey. Yeah, that's true. Oh, you Which, mean um, the banishment? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, the banishment, rather. I wanted to go through my TV and shake her because I wanted her to say, I want to keep seeing more of her. But she's not making the best decisions. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see if she comes back to the game. Yep. Who knows? Um, so then 
we get that earthquake in the Big Brother house. And I have been seeing a ton of stuff on the news about the earthquakes. And apparently it's like one of the worst ones they've had in like quite a few years. Yeah, I don't think there were any casualties, which is excellent. That's mm-hmm. that's great that everyone was safe. But they said that they were just that was a near miracle that nothing right. bad had happened. Um, I found it funny that like, I mean, obviously they get no news from like the outside or anything. But I kind of liked that it sort of like literally and figuratively like shook up the house in that like they kind of you it's sort of like a reality check that like okay you're still in big brother and you're still on this show but like you're still a part of like real life right now and like i think this earthquake maybe was like a bit of a reality check for some of them because then we started seeing like people after this we started seeing like some people's games like sort of change and stuff so i don't know if the earthquake had anything to do with it but i thought it was kind of funny to see them like all scrambling yeah that was cool i'm glad that they showed that Mm -hmm. because i mean yeah real life things happen in the big brother house too it's Mm -hmm. not totally sheltered from the real world so i thought that was cool that they showed that yeah definitely and then ovi and uh and um david find out they have to wear camp comeback uniforms and they are so funny they look like little campers they look like little boy scouts they do it was so cute and so funny i loved it Jess goes to Jackson to discuss, like, the fact that she was up on the block. And according to both Jess and Jackson, apparently they're, like, pretty good friends. Jackson says that he views Jess as, like, his mother figure in the house and, like, that they get along really well. And so Jess kind of thinks that Jackson is going to pull her off the block if he wins the veto. However, we know that, like, Jackson probably wouldn't. Um, But he did express that he was hoping he didn't win veto because he didn't want to have to make that decision. He didn't want to win veto until he learned that it included a trip to Fiji. Exactly. I think, I mean, I think it'll be interesting to watch that relationship move forward because if they are really friends with each other and if they do really have each other's back, realistically grateful is going to crumble. Yeah. I mean, we've already started to see it crumble. Oh yeah. And everyone in that group is going to need outside connections. And Mm -hmm. I mean, they're going to have to work with the other side if they want to move forward. So, I mean, I think if Jackson nurtured that with Jess, who knows how long Jess will stay moving forward. But if she did stay in the game. Yeah, I mean. He's a number. Exactly. Exactly. So I think that that could be really good. Yeah, and I think, I mean, it seems like he's doing a pretty good job at it because we see them pick the uh, players for the veto competition. And, of course, the HOH and the two nominees play. Bella and Sam get chosen. And then Jess gets house guest choice, and she picks Jackson. Um, Nicole was a little bit pissed off at this, which I would be too had I been the person that, like, went to Jess and told her all this information about Bella and, like, sort of tried to prove myself as like a worthy ally and then like to not get picked for veto knowing that like if someone comes off the block it's probably going to be nicole going up so if jess were smart about it she would have picked nicole had nicole won then nicole could have taken jess off the block they'd both be safe and then jack would have been forced to put someone else up however nicole didn't get picked yeah realistically jessica doesn't have too many numbers and allies in this Mm -hmm. game and if I were Nicole, who was in the same boat, but really thought that I had someone in Jessica, I'd be a little bit hurt. I'd be yeah. a little bit bummed. Especially because she chose Jackson, like, out of everybody. Yeah, they supposedly have this, like, 
mother-son relationship going on but still like as far as game goes i would have definitely picked nicole jackson's at the heart of the other side yeah like which i'm sorry but he's not gonna he's not gonna take you off the block not at this point in the game at least and what makes it even funnier is that david who is not even a part of the game right now recognizes jess is making this terrible move for her game the fact that she just chose one person of the alliance that's going to be in your veto competition i don't get it Jessica literally chose Nikki, who is the HOS's number one guy in the house, to supposedly fight for her veto. Bad move. Really, really bad move. I mean, luckily for her, she's not the big target that's on the block. And we already know that, like, she ends up being safe. But still, like, if David, the person who was gone for the first portion of the game and like isn't even a part of the game right now recognizes you're making an awful decision then you know you need to pay more attention to what's going on in this house yeah yeah most definitely and then kemi we get this little moment about of kemi she's like doing her makeup alone in her room and the cameras are on her for like a, a few seconds and she basically is talking to like live feeders essentially or talking to the cameras about like if she needs Jessica to be more emotional and like sort of she I think the quote that I wrote down is I need more Jessica tears because (laughs) usually the more emotional people are and the more like worried they seem about going home the house ends up flipping on them and then she goes I love you girl but this ain't about love gonna win the veto gonna pull myself off the block I'm gonna watch Jess cry some more. That's all I can hope for. More Jessica tears. Love ya. But, listen, this ain't about love, girl. This ain't about love. And I was like, Cammy, you are like, I don't know. She's just so funny. And like the fact that she's sitting there, like plotting, like her little evil mastermind, just talking to the cameras, I thought was funny. Kemi's there, definitely there for herself and only herself, which Mm -hmm. I respect. But yeah, she's entertaining. What did you think about Tyler coming to host that veto competition? I almost wish that Angela was there too. Yeah, I thought she was going to be. From what I had been seeing on like Big Brother socials and stuff, it seemed like the two of them were going to be there, but I guess not. Yeah, I feel like she was there. She just like didn't take the step into the house. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I mean, when there's such a package deal, I was surprised. I mean, and especially I, with that like Fiji, like Love Island promotion, you would think they wanted to have the couple in there. Yeah, they sent Bailey and Swaggy, as well as Brett and Winston, who might as well be a couple, mm-hmm. to, to promote Love Island. So I was surprised that she wasn't there, but I mean, it was nice to see Tyler again. Yeah. I'm sad I, that. Go ahead. What were you going to say? I'm sad that this means we probably won't see him. For the rest of the season that's true but that's okay um i thought it was funny that like cbs did choose to send uh bailey and swaggy and brett and winston to love island opposed as opposed to like some of the other couples from that season um i have a good feeling it's probably because bailey and swaggy have been getting a lot of press surrounding their relationship so of course they had to have bailey and swaggy go and then 
If they have Bailey and Swaggy go, they can't exactly have Tyler and Angela go because they don't think that the two of those couples are the best of friends. So they were like, who can we get? And they were like, hmm. Because Fessy and uh, Haley supposedly broke up. And yeah, according to Twitter, they're no longer together. Um, So they couldn't send them. Also, Fessy and Haley are not friends with Bailey and Swaggy either anymore. They went with the bromance. And apparently, like... Brett and Winston were not like the best of friends with Bailey and Swaggy either, but apparently they became really great friends when they went on their trip. So that's nice to hear at least. Yeah, that's nice. I mean, I feel like they're a year out from the competition. Like you realize people like just can't burn all your bridges, you know? Exactly. I, that's interesting. I didn't know that Haley and Fessy broke up. I mean, I kind of saw it coming between you and me. I didn't know that. I saw on Instagram not long ago that Fessy Haley, Angela, and Tyler had become better friends. Yeah. Which I thought was nice. I mean, great, but oh, that's sad that they broke up. Yeah. I mean, it always seemed like Fessy liked Haley way more than Haley liked him, so I kind of could see it. Yeah, I'm not surprised. So then we get the veto, which is Lake Big Brother. And like we've been talking about, the winner not only gets a veto, but also a trip to Fiji for two. And essentially, how the game works i mean you guys watched it so you know but just to recap it's it's that same competition they always do where you have to stack up something and like keep it balanced but like you can't let your timer run out but this time the timer is a little bit trickier because it is a timer that's filled with water and there's a little spout at the bottom you pull your plug to start the game and you in order to get more time you have to refill your clock with water and after 30 minutes, whoever has the most frogs stacked up will win. Well, after 30 minutes, you can't refill your water clock at- anymore. So I thought it was like a little unique twist on like the game that they typically do where it's just I think they usually just have to get back to the other side and like push a button to reset the timer. Kind of liked the little twist with like the water aspect. Made it a yeah, little bit more like- challenging. It looked like a fun competition. I was mm-hmm. sitting in my living room watching, and I wanted to do it. Right. Um, one thing that I did notice, like, not really game-related, but they need to give Jess a way more supportive top. Like, I know that they have to – everybody, like, sort of has to wear, like, little costumes or whatever for each of the competitions. And, like, for ones like this, they do, like, swimsuits and stuff. But, like, you have a plus-size model in the house, and you're going to give her a slinky little top that when she runs – her boobs are hitting her in the damn face. Like, give her a better top, CBS. Like, do better. Come on now. Like, that's not fair to her that, like, you're giving her this little skimpy top that you're also giving to, like, some of the smaller chested ladies in the house. Like, it, not everything's going to work for everybody. Come on. Yeah, I don't recall exactly what they were wearing, but, yeah, that's tough. The costumes are tough. They are. Um, it just brings me back to when Mark wore that tutu that that oh um, in the spinning, that competition where they have to like spin around. Oh my God, that mm-hmm. made me laugh. I saw a video of that Josh shared oh, yeah. recently <laughs> that we have not seen a physical fight since since Mark lunged at Josh when Josh was banging the pans mm-hmm. and Mark was wearing that exact tutu. <laughs> I watched that this morning. And it really made me laugh. Which makes that moment so much better that he was exactly. wearing Exactly. Most definitely. 
So during this veto comp, we sort of see that Kemi and Sam are the ones that sort of like are basically the last two that have a chance at winning it. And Sam was smart about it in that he still had time left on his clock, but he recognized he had 18 frogs stacked up. No one else seemed very close to him at the time. And he knew if he put one more on there that the whole thing was going to fall off. So he was like, you know what? I'm going to be smart about this. I have more time, but I'm not going to fuck with it anymore. I'm going to leave it with 18 frogs. And I think that was the best decision he could have made. Yeah, most definitely. If I were him, I don't know if I would have felt comfortable tapping out so soon. Mm -hmm. But clearly it worked in his favor. I think what he should have done was rather than just like locking it in, he should have just stood there and waited. That's the only thing that I would have said he should have done differently. Um, Okay, maybe you don't add any more on, but what if he got back to his seat and then it all fell down and he had already locked in his his time i don't know if like when he locked it in like they counted the 18 and then if it fell after that he would have been fine but i'm not sure i think i would have just like stayed there because like it had okay so say say he locks it in and like it does fall but like he had already locked in his number like he's fine what if then all of a sudden kemi gets 19 up there then you're screwed. You could have just stood there the whole time waiting. And like, if it seemed like she was going to go ahead of you, you could have just tried to add another one on. I don't know. I think that he should have just like hung out for a bit to see what was going to happen. Yeah. That's a really good point. I didn't even think of that. I think that when he clocked out and when his time ended, I think that whatever he had up would. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Now that I'm thinking about it. But yeah, I mean, what if someone got to 19, Mm -hmm. Sam, and you had that extra time. Yeah, I feel like he was pretty just nonchalant Mm -hmm. about this competition. I think, if anything, he wanted the trip to Fiji, but I don't think he cared that much. Yeah. He didn't really need to, so he probably was just like, "Eh, I'll go with it and see. Yeah, exactly. So, Kemi gets super close, too. Um, She gets up to 17 frogs, and she's like, okay, I just need two more to beat Sam's 18, because I think... Had she gotten to 18 because Sam locked in sooner, he still would have won. Um, But she puts one more up and hers literally falls like right before time runs out. So that was kind of sad to see her like get so close to winning that veto. The game would be completely different right now had she won it because then they would have had to put up a replacement. Um, So, of course, Sam wins the veto. And I thought it was really cute that he said he wants to take his wife to Fiji for their eight-year anniversary since he was stuck in the house during, like, when their anniversary happened. I thought that was cute, and I'm, like, glad that Sam, out of everybody, did win that trip because he has a wife at home that he can take. Yeah, Sam seems like a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I I hope we see more of him, and I hope he goes far. Plus, I mean, with the passing of his grandfather, mm-hmm. he won the trip to Fiji. There's no one else that I would have wanted to win, honestly. Exactly. Um, also, he's kind of starting to show us that he's a bit of a veto master, um, which we've seen be really useful for, pe- for people in the past. I think we talked about it the last time that, like we recorded together, but vetoes are almost more o- almost give you more power than an HOH. So it's a really good for him if he can keep it up and sort of be like the next Casey and win a whole bunch of vetoes. Yeah, I mean, I think he should watch it because... You yeah, know, you don't want to that get too hard too quick, but still. 
but yeah, that's, I mean, that's a, that's a strength. Definitely. Um, so Jess tries to talk to Sam and kind of pulls the family card and is like, oh, we're both like married with kids at home. Like, you know, I'm doing this for my kids and like doing this to prove a point that like plus size women can compete, blah, blah, blah. I kind of didn't appreciate that to use the family card on him, but also like it is a tactic that a person could use. And then Nicole like awkwardly walks in on them and she's just kind of like standing there. And then all of a sudden she's like, oh, I just realized what this conversation was about. Like, sorry, guys. And she leaves the room. So I thought that was kind of funny. I think it would have been more awkward if Kemi walked in. True. Because they were both going to be on the block. Mm -hmm. But I mean, Nicole, I think Nicole is Jessica's true ally in this game. Mm -hmm. So she got it. She she was good with it. Then um, Kemi talks to Sam and she gives him a better reason to take her off because um, Jess's reason was more like pulling at the heartstrings type of deal. Kemi's was more game related. She basically tells him, and this is very true and kind of a smart thing to say to the person who has a veto. She basically tells Sam that Jess is gunning for all the guys, which we've seen. Um, She's a girl's girl. She really wants a girl to win. And she said that if she does get the power, she would put up two guys. So Kemi essentially says that if you save Jess, she is going to target you regardless because you're a guy. Whereas I don't care if you have penis or ovaries. I am going to target you if I feel like you're a threat. And she's like, right now, I don't feel like you're a threat. And I feel like we could work together. So why would you save the person who is clearly targeting the men in the house, whereas you could save me and I'm going to, like, pledge my loyalty to you? And, like, clearly we're both not in the larger alliance that's going on. So save me and not her. So um, I feel like, you know, if it's Jess and me sitting up there on eviction night, like, I am going to be the one to go home. Yes. I'm sure you know I would never put you up. Um, and if I'm in the game, I'm a number for you. Right. And I know Jess would rather put two men up. I'm not someone who would put you up, right. but Jess is someone who might put you up. So I think I would be a better person to keep in the game than Jess. Right. And I would more than likely still have a, quite the large target on my back, especially in comparison to you. If, if I were to use the video, it'd be 110% on you. Because like I like like I like you, we get a, we get along, we vibe. Like I have like no issues. Just however, it's so early in the game. Yeah. I, I have to weigh out. Is it worth it? I think. And Sam did say to her like, if I do use the veto, it will be on you. Yeah, I think it definitely would have worked better in Sam's favor to work to use the veto on Kemi because I do think Kemi could be could be more of a force to work with than Jessica, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. But I think I would like to hope that Jessica would be smarter. And if she wanted to target two guys, she would target two guys from the from Grateful. Yeah, definitely. I hope hopefully. So. I mean, but I like think... when it gets down to it, they are going to she is going to target probably Sam because he is a guy. Oh, yeah. Eventually. I mean, in a few weeks, like all all rules go. But I feel like I would like to hope that Nicole would at least talk some sense into her and say, mm-hmm. okay, you need to put up Jack. Yeah. And I get Jessica and Jackson have a thing. Okay, fine. But at least put up Nick. 
Yeah, true. So then we already like somewhat mentioned it, but Sam gets called into the DR and gets a note about the passing of his grandfather, which was really, really sad. And I hate to see that, like when they get letters from home, because I mean, unless you've won HOH, you know that it's never a good thing. Um, there was some talk on Twitter about how people think that when you're inside the Big Brother house, you shouldn't get any information from the outside. And I see both sides of the argument. So some people were saying that the only reason CBS gives them the letters from their family about someone passing away is because they want to capitalize on the views and they you want to use it as part of their storyline, which, okay, maybe. Um, and people were saying it hurts the person's game for one. And the other thing is, like, CBS is using it to, like, get views. And, like, okay, maybe CBS shouldn't air it because it is a personal thing that someone's going through. And they do they do typically air those things. But on the other hand, I if I was inside the house and, God forbid, something happened to someone on the outside, I would rather find out while I was in there and deal with it then. Because imagine getting out of the Big Brother house already being like feeling super weird about like being on the outside and then having the bomb dropped on you that like three weeks ago someone in your family passed away like I would much rather find out while I was in the house and deal with it then because like imagine if you won imagine you won big brother and like you're celebrating you're super excited and then you come out and find out your grandfather passed away that would be much worse in my opinion yeah, I agree. I mean, maybe now, I, I don't know, I've never signed up to be on Big Brother, but maybe during their initiation process, they mm-hmm. could say, yes, I want to know. No, I don't. I doubt that happens because yeah. it does seem like CBS always shows it. Well, I do know they have like an emergency contact person typically. So that person, I think, gets the gets to choose what whether or not like that information reaches the person inside the house. Yeah, I think I would definitely want to know. If mm-hmm. something had happened to my family, just because, I mean, I, I, I keep my family in my mind, my, my thoughts, not yeah. that that does much. But And then people in the past have made the decision when something like that happens to leave the house. And like, that is a personal decision you can make if you want to go home and like, be a part of like the funeral or anything like that. So I would hate to have somebody be inside the house, not be allowed to get that information and then be really upset that they missed like this huge event that happened to celebrate like somebody's life I don't know that would be really upsetting I feel like yeah I agree I mean they they showed it briefly I think with something as big as my grandfather died my father died something like that you'd want to know it's well oh definitely but I think it's likely to come up in game talk I mean I think it's likely to affect people so Mm -hmm. I feel like it is a key storyline I don't think CBS made too big of a deal no this time so I mean I I guess I understand them showing it Mm -hmm. and also like I don't know maybe it's nice for the families to see that like just know to know that like I mean they probably most of the families probably have the live feeds anyways but like just to know that like that person did get that information passed along to them yeah it's unfortunate and I guess the best case scenario is for it never to happen Mm -hmm. but it has to happen, and I mean, if I was in the house, I'd want to know. Yeah, true. Um, so then, of course, we know that Sam does not use the veto, 
Um, I think for his game at the current moment, it probably was a good decision. However, I would have loved to see him shake up the place and use it on Kemi, but of course he did not. Yeah, I think unfortunately that if he did use it, then Nicole would have gone up. Mm-hmm. And That's I've totally to really like Nicole. Yeah, I agree. So I would hate to see her potentially go home. Mm-hmm. So then we find out about Cliff, Nicole, and Ovi's alliance called the Fellowship of the Zing, which makes zero sense to me because Ovi is not even in the house. So basically it's just like a two-person alliance between Cliff and Nicole because the chances of Ovi getting back in the house are very slim, I feel like, because at this point, I'm thinking there's two ways people get back in the house from Camp Comeback. Either it's going to be a battle back competition, which, considering Ovi, I don't think he probably would win that. Um, The other thing is maybe it's an America vote, which I would love, and I have a feeling it might be an America's vote just because... They are keeping these people in the house for us to watch for four weeks. Why not capitalize on that and use it, use America to vote somebody back in? Plus, I think CBS knows at this point that like America is on a different team than like the big alliance in the house. So we're not likely to vote someone back in who is a part of that side of the house, which obviously someone who goes home this week is probably not going to be on that side of the house anyways. Um, So... Either way, if it's an America America's vote or like a um, battle back, I don't think Ovi's going to end up back in the house. So that alliance is kind of useless. Yeah, I feel like, but I feel like honestly, whoever does come back in the house, whether it's David, Ovi, Kemi, or whoever's evicted this week, realistically, I don't think they're going to be on the side of the the majority of the house. Mm-mm. So, I mean maybe the fellowship of the zing can adopt whoever does come back (laughs) right if it's not ovi but i think whoever does come back will be a number for the the minority of the house yeah like the not in power side yeah um so then we get like this sort of segment where they're showing like the two somewhat showmances in the house I think Bella and Nick are the main showmance, of course, of the season. Um, there's like a little clip where Bella is painting Nick's toenails pink, which was kind of strange. And like, also, he has really gross looking feet. So I was like, uh, I don't want to see that. Like, no, thank you. I don't like them at all. I think they're shady and I don't like their gameplay. So I'm not a fan of the Nick Bella showmance. Yeah, I think they're both definitely shady, and it's too bad because, as we talked about on the podcast a few weeks ago, I had really high hopes for Nick. Yeah, I had high hopes for, the house. for both of them, actually. Yeah, I had high hopes for both of them, but they haven't really lived up to my expectations, exactly. I dare say. And I just think, I mean, maybe for that reason, they're perfect for each other. Yeah, true. They're both pretty shady, I guess. So, you know, mm-hmm. stick them with each other. There you go. Um, and then we get this little moment between Jack and Annalise, a.k.a. Sis, um, where it kind of shows, like, the beginnings of a showmance, but live feeders know that the two of them have already gotten a little hot and heavy inside the Big Brother house. Um, they apparently had sex in the shower quite a few times, and also I'm pretty sure from what I've been hearing... They've been in the house for almost four weeks, and Annalise has only showered three times. 
someone is literally keeping track. And the other house guests are starting to notice it and like saying that like she doesn't smell the greatest and like all this stuff. And Jack made a comment that that's the only reason he will have sex with her when they're in the shower together. Um, so it seems like it's just a relationship of convenience on both ends because she also says she doesn't really want to be in a showmance with him. But like these people must forget that like their families are watching. Like that's so awkward. I'm going to hope this girl has showered more than three times. Because... I don't think she has. I mean, unless it's been when feeds have been off, but people have been keeping track and the other house guests are starting to point it out. Like, oh my God, this girl stinks. Well, <laughs> hopefully she's taken some dips in the pool. At least. <laughs> um, yeah, I think her and Jack are a weird combination. Uh-huh. I mean, I guess I see it. You're in the Big Brother house for a long time with not much to do. Yeah. I guess it's the best stress reliever you can get in there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh-huh. hey, who, who knows? I'm sure it gets pretty boring. <laughs> there was that clip during the most recent episode of them in the HOH room yeah. on his birthday. Mm-hmm. I mean, viewers aren't dumb. Exactly. So we can only imagine. Yes. We can use our imaginations for that one. A little bit of a pivot from Showmances, but then we see Cliff in the boat room giving his Cliff's notes. Um, oh boy. I knew this had been happening just from what I had been seeing on Twitter from like live feeds and stuff. But basically, every morning, Cliff is kind of doing something we've seen other house guests do in the past. I think Evil Dick was the first person to do it. Um, where every morning they would do like a little bit of a show and they would sit there and just talk to the live feeds. And it proves to be a good way to sort of have an outlet to express your feelings, talk to your family, talk to the fans, gain some like, because there is America's favorite, um, get some recognition with the people who are voting and also to sort of strategize your own game. However, Cliff was not smart about it in that one, he did it in the boat room where he couldn't see who was coming and who was listening. Also, he was speaking way too loudly. Typically, when house guests do these sort of shows where they talk to people every day, they do it early in the morning like Cliff did. But they do it outside. Because if you're sitting outside, no one can hear you, and you always know when someone is coming. That's what Evil Dick did. Um, So, of course, Christy is the first one to hear Cliff talking, and she hears legitimately everything about his home life. And also his game and a lot of other people's game inside the Big Brother house. Yeah, I mean, I talk to myself in my day-to-day life and no one is watching me. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure if I was in the Big Brother house, I'd probably talk to myself and talk to the beats. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cliff, I wanted to shake him. Mm-hmm. He just, Chrissy got right place at the right time. Cliff was just way too loud. I saw on one of Big Brother's social media pages, Haley was just talking sort of her thoughts on the season, my advice to the house guests. And one thing that she said was listen more, talk less. Mm-hmm. And I wish that she had told Cliff that because right. I mean, if I was, if I were Nicole, I'd be very upset. Yeah. Because here I am wanting to work with Cliff. I mean, realistically, neither one of them have many numbers. Mm-hmm. So here I am wanting to work with Cliff. And then he just, and I don't think it was intentional, but he just roasts me bad. Yep. 
Um, so she obviously goes back and tells uh, Tommy, Holly, and Jackson, I think, were in the room. And they start sort of talking about what to do about it. So this is where they are seem really dumb. So, of course, they're excited that they get all this information out of Cliff. And I think Jackson also, like, purposefully goes outside the door now in the mornings to listen to him. Um, however, they're like, okay, whoever we get out this week, we need to target Cliff next. I wanted to shake them and be like, are you guys fucking stupid? This guy is telling you everything that's going on in the house. Keep him there. Like, why do you want to get rid of the person who's literally ratting out everyone's game? What are you doing? Like, that's so stupid. Yeah, that definitely wasn't the best. I mean, Cliff, he's just an open book and Mm -hmm. they could use that. Maybe they'll realize it before they decide to send him out. But, like, why would you get rid of him? He's literally telling you everything. Well, and realistically, if they wanted to send him home that bad, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't you send him out now? Mm-hmm. Exactly. Why are you going to wait to send one out this week? I mean, who knows? It's, it's interesting. When I was live streaming immediately after this episode on TV Co., one of the things that I talked about was, like, the best way that Cliff could spin this if he finds out this is happening. So I think, at least from what I saw on Twitter, um, I, th- I believe Nicole figures out what's happening and tells him. So if he was smart, he would pretend he doesn't know that other people are listening in and give them false information. That would be epic. It would be the best way that he could turn this around and make himself not look like a complete dumbass. All he has to do is get inside that boat room in the morning and say, I overheard Jackson saying that Jack was starting to piss him off and he's looking up, he's looking like he wants to start targeting him. That would shake up the entire house and nobody could come back to Cliff and say, well, Cliff told me this. No, he didn't tell you that. You were eavesdropping. So who knows if it's true or not, but they heard Cliff say that and he could easily shake up the whole game by doing that. Yeah. I Do think I think that, that will happen? Probably not, but. That would be epic. I thought about it. And I mean, I try to be a pretty honest person in mm-hmm. my life, but I said, wow, if I was in the big brother house, I could straight up lie. Yeah. And I mean, if I get caught, that would be bad, but I could just keep lying. Yeah. And you could also spin it like, well, I found out you shady hoes were listening to me. So I decided to just test out what I could do with it like technically he didn't say whether or not what he was saying was true he was just talking so who knows and then he could also say like oh I just said that because I thought it was funny I didn't and then I like made a joke about it later maybe you stopped listening by that point but what you heard is what you heard so I feel like that would be wicked funny if he did that that would be awesome do I think that's going to happen? Probably not. Do I think that Cliff's going to think of doing that? Probably not, but I would love it. Yeah, it would be cool to see. Then this is when the wrath of Kemi comes out because Nicole tells Kemi that Bella's the rat. And Kemi starts to put the pieces together that, like, this person who she really trusted and who she was, like, really, really good friends with um, was the one who basically put her entire game in jeopardy. I think we need to get on the same page about the whole like Black Widow thing. Cause this way, if someone confronts me or you or both of us, we have the same story. We already do have the same story. Jess has been spearheading like the whole women empowering. I mean, she says things all the time. Here's the thing, oh, Bella, the one talking when the whole Black Widow thing came up. So Bella started it. 
I'm telling you, be very careful. Everything you say, she'll tell somebody. And even if it's the two of you, she'll spin it so it's only you. Think about it, she's the one that went upstairs to that side, whatever you want to call it. She just and let the bomb go off. I thought that I could trust her, but she plays both sides of the house. I thought I could work with Bella, but at this point, I see that she's someone who only looks out for herself. Bella actually starting the Black Widow Alliance is definitely some good information to use to my advantage. It might help me stay in this game. Um, and I appreciated this out of Nicole. I think it was smart for her to tell Kemi in the event that Kemi does come back into the house. Nicole has really great relationships, I think, with everybody in Camp Comeback right now. So I thought that was a good thing for her to do as long as it doesn't come out that she was the one who told. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, Bella's being kind of... I want to keep it professional, so I'm going to say a brat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and people need to catch on to her. Yeah, definitely. And she's definitely, I mean, part of the game is using people to get ahead. Mm-hmm. But I don't, I mean, here I am saying if I was in the Big Brother house, I would lie. But here I am also saying that I didn't like when Bella lied. There's some sort of like... There's a level of loyalty and honesty you have to keep in the house. And also, like, she is doing this stuff and hurting her own game. Whereas she could be, like, saving some of these relationships and being loyal to people and probably be in a better spot. So that, I think that's what makes me upset. Yeah, I don't think she's in that great a spot. It seems like within Grateful, she and Nick are the odd ones out. Mm-hmm. And they're slowly being ostracized. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's because of their own behavior. Like we said, Grateful's going to come crumble soon enough. But I wouldn't be surprised if it comes down to the six and the two. Mm-hmm. Um, and speaking of, the main reason why Grateful is no longer trusting Nick and Bella is because Kemi pulls Jackson aside and she tells. Jackson that Bella started the Black Widows which although it is not true she was a part of it she was a part of the Black Widows and Kemi used information that Bella gave her early on in the game to corroborate this because she's like I also know that um, you Bella and Jack had a final three that you made like in the first two days of the game which was true so she had a true fact to kind of make her little white lie seem more accurate and so jackson is like "Ooh, girl i can't i don't know if i could trust bella anymore yeah i thought that was smart it was a very smart play obviously we know it didn't really work out in her favor but it did hurt bella and nick's game which i think was her main goal at that point um then we see jackson telling jack about all of the stuff going on in the house the situation with bella also like the cliff notes and Jack and Jackson are kind of like, wow, we don't know what to do at this point, but we're just going to sit back and see what happens. Again, they still decide to target Kemi, but she did make a really great effort to sort of turn the tables in her favor. And it almost worked um, because she did have quite a few votes initially when they tried to flip it, but they realized when it got closer down to it that like she wasn't going to stay. Uh, We also see Bella tell Sam about Grateful. Again, she can't keep her mouth shut. 
Okay, I'm gonna tell you something. Go ahead, I won't tell anybody. I know you won't, but you're gonna kind of be upset. <laughs> There's an eight and you're the ninth. Sam has been voting with Grateful for this entire time, but he doesn't really know because no one told him. Sooner or later, he's going to find out. So I figure it might as well be me. So he's going to be more loyal. And that way he thinks he can trust me. Why, why am I because not in that? It, it, it was like made on my date earlier. Wow. Really? Really? There's an eight person alliance. I'm number nine. I'm not even in it. My heart actually hurts. It was like made way earlier. It was only six. And I think Sam gets a little upset about it. Um, but again, just like an instance of Bella not using the information she has in a productive way for her game. Yeah, I mean, we saw Jack blow. I was just to gonna Sam. mention that, yeah. Granted, I don't think that was on purpose. No, it was an Bella. accident. I've made it really clear that it's whatever's best for Grateful. So, I mean, I think it's, I mean, I, whatever's best for um, our nine. Right. Um, Grateful? Oh, you mean the alliance you formed without me? That I am not part of? Oh, yeah. Good one, Jack. Nice cover. But that was just a dumb move. Like, he was just talking and he was like, well, according to our, according to Grateful, I mean, our nine, like, he couldn't have made it more obvious. Yeah. And because Sam already knew about it, he was like, just pretended like he didn't hear it. But like, of course, he already knew about the alliance. Yeah. I mean, Sam is is getting good information. Mm -hmm. This this grateful alliance, obviously, like I've said, I don't think they're going to last. But they're also just not, I dare say, not very smart. No, they're not. So it's interesting that they're running the house this much because they're not very smart. And they're I making do a think, lot of mistakes. Yeah, I do think they have some good players, such as Christy. Christy seems like a solid player. I mean, Jack has potential. He's being kind of a douche. But as a player, it's there, I guess, kind of. I mean, they have good players, but their cohesiveness is lacking. Yeah, definitely. And, like... Even the fact that, like, certain decision, little decisions they're making just don't seem the brightest. Um, yeah. So then we get to the eviction, and they give their little speeches, which Jess talked way too long. I was surprised Julie didn't cut her off sooner. She kind of just blabbed, and I feel like she didn't prepare anything, which, like, you need to prepare something, girlfriend. Um, she looked good, though, so I guess that's all that matters, considering she did stay. Then we get Kemi in her little pink dress. And she threw hardcore shade at Nick and Bella. She basically called them flat out and said, like, these people are rats. Like, I don't know what to tell you, but, like, you can't trust these people. With that being said, I think we all know what's going on in the house. You know, there are things going on that have been floating around the house. Nick and Bella, you guys have been running around, playing both sides of the house, creating a whole bunch of alliances, doing a whole bunch of stuff. And, you know, the writing's on the BB walls, and the walls are closing in, so... And, of course, we know it was almost a unanimous vote. Um, everybody voted to evict Kemi except for Jackson, who voted to evict Jess, which obviously is probably his attempt to, I mean, I'm sure we'll see it in the next episode, but 
he wants to stir up some trouble in the house and like throw a rogue vote out there. Probably is gonna he's probably gonna pin it on Nicole, which I don't appreciate. But I did appreciate that he decided to I don't know, shake it up a little bit. Yeah, I agree. I mean realistically if he and Jessica were that close Mm -hmm. you wouldn't think that he'd vote to evict Jessica but I think that he knew that Kemi was going to go and Kemi was going to have the votes to go and at that point he was like oh I just don't really care Mm -hmm. but I do think it was just to shake things up yeah he's probably going to use it later on to say that like well one person isn't can't trust one person and who's that going to be probably nicole so yeah i don't like to see that because it's against nicole and i like nicole right now but i also kind of do like it when people throw a little rogue votes here and there yeah i mean these house guests freak out like oh my gosh who had the one vote and who mm-hmm. had the one vote but realistically i mean i remember jc threw out a rogue vote last mm-hmm. year recently when we have seen these one-off votes it has been one person just trying to screw with other people yeah. So they look into it a lot, but I don't think they should. Yeah, no. Um, so then we get this HOH competition, which I hated. It was one of the crapshoot, like, by chance, there's really no strategy to this HOHs, which I never really appreciate. But basically, it was like they had to throw an arrow at a dartboard, and there was certain, not like, denominations for points. There also was, like, two small circles in the corners, for 5k and safety which didn't seem like anybody seemed to go for especially because it is so hard to even get like something on the board or like something for decent points I don't know how you would even aim it to try to get like the 5k or the safety and of course we know Nick wins it unfortunately and I didn't appreciate that right as after he won he was like I don't compete what's that? I don't compete. Like he kept saying it because I think that was something that Kemi said to him that like, he doesn't even compete in the game and like, he's not even like a competitor. So of course he was only saying that to rub it in that Kemi was the one who like was watching from camp comeback. Also Bella straight up. I don't know if you caught it, but like towards the very end of the HOH comp, as they were like camera was panning back and like, they were going to commercial, you heard Bella say, take that, Kemi. And like, you know, they know Kemi's listening. If they were smart, they would just try to like, keep it hush hush because like, you have to live with this girl and like, she's probably going to tear up your game for the next two weeks because she has nothing else better to do. Um, But they were going hardcore for Kemi and like, Kemi didn't do anything wrong. You guys were the ones being shady playing both sides of the house, and now you're pissed that somebody ratted you out for it. So, yeah, I mean, I honestly, I wanted Kat to win this HOH. Yeah, and she didn't even she, hit the board. The board unfortunately, girl. I think, I think, like, I loved her dress. I think mm-hmm. she's very pretty. She has definitely grown on me. Me too. I as agree. time goes, time has gone on. I want to see her and Chrissy duke it out, and I like that she's not. I like that she's not in the majority of the house. Mm-hmm. She, she and I have no idea what she'd do. Like if she no, was not at all. No chance. No clue. Her, I mean, her position in this game reminds me a lot of Dina Lohan's position in Celebrity <laughs> Big Brother. Yes, she's definitely the Dina of this season. Yeah, and and I like Dina, so that's no disrespect at mm-hmm. all. But 
Oh, yeah, I didn't love this HOH competition. I did not hear those Kemi comments, but I'm mm-hmm. not surprised. Yeah. I mean, I get why they said that you've got to spend a lot of time with these people and it's just a childish, immature thing to say that feels good in the moment. Yeah, exactly. So I'm not surprised realistically from a moral perspective, it would have been better for them not to even say anything. Mm-hmm. But and just I like mean, for the fact that like you have to see this girl for the next two weeks. So like maybe keep your mouth shut. Also, <laughs> maybe even more than two weeks if she gets back in the house. Yeah, I think actually I think Cam Comeback comes back this Thursday. Yeah, true. So only potentially one more week, but still. Um, so then we get like the very end of the episode, Julie sort of checks in with the house guests and she tries to ask Kemi like how she's feeling. But like, Julie, come on now. You know how she's feeling. She's feeling awful. She just got evicted. And Kemi seemed really pissed off, which I mean, I would be too. Um, she has no reason to like act polite or nice because she's not in the game anymore. And like, Julie was like, Kemi, like, how do you feel knowing like this happened, blah, blah, blah. And literally all she said was, it is what it is. Kemi, yeah. that was quite a speech. It was. But now, what do you think it's going to be like for you to live with 10 people who voted to evict you? It is what it is. And I did appreciate that, like, she didn't flip out on anybody, like, in that moment. She kind of kept her cool. But also, like, you could tell she really did not want to be talking to Julie in that moment. Yeah, she's always seemed to have a... I mean, she seems sassy, no doubt. But she seems to have a pretty level-headed temper. Yeah. Which is good, Mm -hmm, I suppose. Yeah, I think for the Big Brother game, it's definitely a good thing. Because we've seen people who are a little bit more emotional and a little bit more uh, rash with the things they say. And usually that doesn't end well for them. Yeah. So, of course, now we have Nick as HOH. I have no idea what he's going to do. Um, I would I would bet that, um, although Grateful probably doesn't like him in this moment, and once he gets out of power, I think they'll go back on any deals they have with him. But because he is in power right now, I think they'll probably stick with him for this week so they can use him to their advantage. And then after this week is over, they will probably decide to kick Nick and Bella to the curb, which I think probably is the best decision for Grateful at this point because they know that Nick and Bella are rats and they've been basically outing everybody's game to everybody in the house. So... Yeah, I agree. I think he will play it safe this week. Mm -hmm. I mean, taking a shot at someone else in Grateful would be a bold move. And I don't think he has the the game. I don't think he has the balls, quite honestly, to Mm -hmm. back that up. Yeah. And I mean, it's it's pretty cool to be in the majority of the house in Big Brother. So I don't know if he wants to compromise that just yet. I am. I think it might be smart, though, if he did try to get rid of somebody from Grateful because clearly Grateful doesn't want to work with him anymore. And, like, although the other side of the house is pissed at him in this moment, if he sort of tried to prove his loyalty to them and, like, got someone out from the opposite side of the house, they might even be able to turn the tables a little bit on them. Um, Do I think he'll do that? Probably not, but I would like to see him do that. No, that would be awesome to see, but I don't think he'll do it. Um, any predictions for who you think he's going to put up? 
Well, I think he's going to put up someone from the other side of the house. Not yeah. grateful. So who do we have? We have Sam, Cliff, Nicole, Jessica. Yeah, I have a feeling it's going to be... It's definitely going to be one of those people, but I'm thinking probably Jess and Nicole just because of the whole Black Widows thing, but what do you think? Yeah, I think Sam is in a good position Mm -hmm. right now because, I mean, like they've said, they're using him and he does what they want. Maybe if Grateful really pushes this, oh, we got to get Cliff out, even though that's stupid. Yeah, dumb. I mean, maybe they'll put Cliff on the block. Forgot about Cat. Oh, she could yeah. be. An, she, I feel like, would probably be an easy person for them to nominate. I feel like no one's really, and maybe it's just the editing and what we see on TV. Mm-hmm. But I feel like no one's really looking at Cat anymore. Yeah, true. I mean, Cat. They could have put Cat up this week. They didn't. Mm-hmm. True. So I feel like Jessica. Yeah, just because Jessica's kind of made a target of herself with the Black Widows mm-hmm. group. And then probably not Sam, probably not Kat. Yeah, so either Cliff or Nicole, essentially. Yeah, Kat's really, and I like her, but she's really a lone wolf. Yeah. So at least, I mean, you see Jessica and Nicole together, like, who does Kat have? Right. Which is, Nobody, I think, working I guess. in her favor. Yeah. Unfortunately, I mean, if I was in the house, I'd love to work with you, homegirl, but. <laughs> and to End it off. Who do you think is in the best place in the house right now? I have a thought as to who I think is in the best place. I've thought about it. And I mean, like I just said, Kat's in a really good spot. Mm-hmm. I is. don't know. Kat will need to be able to compete for herself at some point as the game moves on. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. But in the best spot, I saw someone say this online and it's a really good point. I think Tommy. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Tommy is in the perfect position right now because he's gotten very little camera time, which we know in the early stages of the game is a good thing. Also, Mm -hmm. like Casey's season, we didn't even see her the first few weeks, barely at all. Like she was in like the background of some shots, but like for the most part, you didn't see her. Yeah. In with the big alliance, but sort of less associated with them than other people are. He also has good friends on the other side of the house, and he sort of is is a bit of an outcast in that, like, he doesn't seem like he vibes that well with the people in, like, the larger alliance. There was a live feed clip I saw of him, like, teaching Cliff, Jess, Holly, Annalise, I think that was it, maybe one other person, how like, a dance routine. And I thought that was really fun. Like, he brings, like, a fun energy to the house. He's just kind of, like, the fun guy everybody likes to keep around, and they don't think he's a threat at all, so... Yeah, I agree. I mean, he definitely seems like a likable guy. Like, mm-hmm. he seems cool. He's teaching dance. Like, it yeah. seems like they like him. But he's doing a very good job. I think we've talked about this in the past, but the whole theory about the way to win is not to be the alpha alpha person. It's to be the person beside. Yeah. And true. I think he's doing a really good, like, right now, realistically, right now, I think it's jack slash jackson mm-hmm. like at at I, I dare say at the top but yeah paving the way the head of the and snake he's just yeah he's just a nice step behind yeah exactly i, I would, mean i would also uh 
say that Christy is up pretty up there with Jack and Jackson. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Christy, when I think of that group, I think about the three driving forces as Jack, Jackson, because they're just, they're tight, Mm -hmm. and Christy. I think about those as like the points of the pyramid. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Tommy, he, people don't see him as a threat. No, not at all. He's really good with Christy because they have history Mm -hmm. and he seems likable, which is kind of a triple threat. Yeah, definitely. So I think we will end it there. I am very hopeful that David or even Kemi gets back in this house and get some sort of power because we need to see the other side of the house um, flip this around a little bit. Yeah, I was hoping the other side of the house would get something this week, but mm-hmm. I mean, I love Big Brother. I'll always watch it, but I dare say it's been a little bit boring. Yeah, it's these not, past it few been weeks, it's the been best very season ever. Yeah, it's been pretty predictable. One side of the house is just dominating, which is cool, but I want to see them go at each other. Yeah, I can't wait for that. That's a matter of time. Mm-hmm. But. I loved. I was really, really hoping the other side of the house was due for something. Ovi got the power, which was great, but that's mm-hmm. vul- That's null and void now. Unless he gets back in the house, he he can still use it. Yeah, which would be awesome to see. I think I he mean, only has like a week or two after he gets back in that he could use yeah, utilize it. Which would be awesome, but unfortunately, I mean, it's just back. been pretty predictable so far. Yeah, definitely. All right, Sophia. If the people want to find you on social media, where can they find you to talk all things Big Brother? If the people want to find me, they can find me on Twitter, Sophia, S-O-P-H-I-A underscore Hatzis, H-A-T-Z-I-S 77. And Instagram, just Sophia underscore Hatzis. I'd love to talk. So uh, reach out if you want to chat Big Brother. I am everywhere at It's Me, Brie Lee. And feel free to use the hashtag OBrotherPodcast as well. Like I mentioned before, um, I do live stream every once in a while on TV Co. for Big Brother. There's also some other like awesome people on there. A lot of like BB alums are on there. I know McCray is on there. Um, Kevin's on there. Who else do we have? There's some BB Canada people on there. Brittany's on there. Um, there's quite a few. I think JC's even on there. I don't know if he really uses it all that much, but definitely check it out. And you can also find me there at It's Me Breely if you want to chat Big Brother. And I think we're going to leave it there. Sophia, thank you for joining me. Actually, hey, Brianna, to answer your question from last week, yes, I am indeed conspiring against you. You heard it here first, you guys. You heard it here first. Sophia is conspiring. If (laughs) anyone else wants to conspire against Brianna with me, hit me up. We'll talk. Okay, sounds good. I'm going to have to uh, get my own little team together to conspire against you now. Oh, we can have an alliance name. We can have our own little... Online Big Brother, this could be fun, guys. Let's all let's I talk. know, all I know is I will not be naming my alliance the Fellowship of the Zing. <laughs> I think I'm gonna name my alliance Julie Chen the Ten. Shout there out to you, go. Sam. There you go. <laughs> all right, we're gonna leave it there. Thanks for listening, you guys, and I hope that you join us next week. I think my next guest is my friend Jonathan. Um, so we'll be chatting Big Brother. And I hope you listen in then. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye.